Hey, everybody. We're back for another uh, Dynamite Review of Rampage Ramp Up. My name's Carly. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at CarlyB88. Uh, we're here with Connor. I am not lying when we say we have special guests. <laughs> for some reason, they keep canceling on us, but I am more than happy to be here with Connor, my buddy in action. Um, you can find him on Twitter at, at AEWFanGuy18. Oh, I got it right. We're the here with the All Elite Zone podcast. That's on Twitter at All Elite Zone One. I got that one right this time. Uh, last night's Dynamite took place in Las Vegas. It was the three-year anniversary of AEW uh, and the running up to Double or Nothing, which will take place this Sunday. I'm super excited. I think everybody's really, really excited for Double or Nothing. Lots of big matches coming up. Um, let's see. We will start. We'll come in and. <laughs> Dynamite started hot. It started hot. I was yep. so psyched for the Wardlow Sean Spears cage match. We knew it was going to be repped by MJF, who came out um, in his in his Burberry. Could you even? I couldn't even. I couldn't with his Burberry referee uh, shirt. <laughs> and it's I mean, kind of similar but, to a John Michaels. Um, he wore the exact same thing one time. Listen. I can't, I can't with how this whole story has been executed to perfection. It, the the cage match did not disappoint. Um, you know, Wardlow came out handcuffed, uh, you know, got in the cage with Sean Spears. It went exactly as I thought it would. They left him handcuffed. There were some nice little tag team moments between Sean Spears and MJF with the still handcuffed Wardlow. And of course, Wardlow did what we all thought he would and broke those handcuffs like a just beast of a man that he is. Um, you know, I thought it was neat when Sean Spears exited the cage via the door and didn't win the match. I always thought that was kind of weird, you know, just like yeah. all you had to do to win a match was just step outside of the cage. Um, you know, he got out of there, grabbed the chair, and then Wardlow caused Sean Spears to give MJF a good smack on the noggin, which knocked him out. Yeah. Um, we also saw some like great moves from Wardlow that like, you know, prior to just seeing the, uh, powerbomb symphonies, you know, Wardlow did this huge swanton off the top rope that just looked magical. He does have a habit of like overshooting it just a bit, probably just doesn't know like how big of a polar bear of a man he is. Um, but it looked great nonetheless. We saw <laughs> Wardlow make Sean Spears just kind of just whack MJF in the noggin, causing him unable to, um, count the pin and uh my man bryce remsburg came out counted one two three i was shouted literally my man bryce remsburg if you haven't caught our interview with bryce on the podcast before go check that out um causing uh, wardlow one it was great and then he took out all of the security guards there's one security guard he threw into the cage and i think i yeah. saw the poor man's spirit leave his body and up into the rafters um <laughs> <laughs> it was truly a like just spectacular match. Wardlow climbed to the top of the cage and just, you know, fast in all of that being over, like we're over. And I thought it was super fabulous. 10 out of 10 from me. Connor, what'd you think? 10 out of 10, definitely. Uh, I thought this was a better cage match than Wardlow and Cody. I thought two, three years ago, 2019, mm -hmm. or was it 20? I don't know, but the Cody Rhodes and Wardlow, this is a lot better. Uh, and Sean Spears is so underrated for his really? promos and his wrestling style. And 
that chair shot was similar to Cody Rhodes, but it did, it didn't bust open MJF, but like the sound of the chair, uh, it was it was it was like a gunshot went off in the place. I thought, but uh, yeah, like I thought it was a ten out of ten match. I'm glad. Uh, well, it was pretty obvious Wardlow was going to win it, but it was a very good match though. Yeah, obviously Wardlow had to win as a part of the stipulation to move on to fight MJF at Double or Nothing. I, we all knew he would, but. Man, that crowd reaction was magnificent. I was so hyped that I actually made Connor send me the link to no. our a Dynamite review just so I could yell about it for a minute on, um, not our Dynamite review, our Dynamite live reaction. I had my husband there and we were eating our sushi. And I was like, did you guys see this? And I'm like, of course they saw it. But I was just like so psyched and fangirling about what a great match it was. It's just excellent storytelling. I think AEW has done, and it, it's MJF, Wardlow, and Sean Spears are uh, like just, Three great wrestlers, three great storytellers. They're doing every piece of this right. And I thought it was just such a like awesome start to the dynamite before double or nothing. So yeah, I don't know. It was hard to like keep going uphill from there, but it was a great dynamite. So and, and they did a good way of segueing into the face-to-face confrontation of CM Punk and Hangman Page. I thought that was an excellent promo. It was good. That yeah. was great. Um you know, Hangman, Adam Page, I, I'm really rooting for him at Double or Nothing. Like, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> me and, like, five other people on Twitter rooting for Adam Page. Um, I thought it was a great promo. We saw, uh, you know, Adam Page throw, a, like, looked to me like a pretty stiff punch <laughs> to see him punk. Knocked him, like, flat on his ass. Um, there was a good back and forth. I thought it was interesting. That Hangman was in white. CM Punk was wearing black. It was a good back and forth. I was rooting for Adam Page at one point. And then I was like, oh, shit, CM Punk's making some good points. I also, but, like, is everybody kind of responsible for making AEW? Like, the only person I don't know. <laughs> like, the only responsible person for making AEW is Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for his money, there would be no CM Punk there. Notice what happened. Everybody, everybody seems to have a hand in it when you talk to anybody in AEW, I guess. If, um, if I had to say two people, it would be John Moxley and Jericho, the first two actually big names to go there, but it's Tony Khan, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I had a hard time figuring out who was the heel in that situation. When I was writing yeah. up my notes, I, I, asked, I asked my husband, I was like, who was the heel there? And he's like, oh, Adam Page. And I was like, I don't know. I think part... I, I have this prediction that CM Punk's going to go to Double or Nothing, turn win the title, and then spend this. It's going to be the summer of CM Punk, and he's going to turn it into a massive, like, just heel run. Yeah. And I think it began with that promo. You know, he uses, I think he uses the crowd, um, the crowd's favor as a way to add to his, I, I don't, I, smugness, I'll say. Um, but I think in either case, they're doing, they're both doing a really good job of, um, towing that line and i am i thought it was a great build-up to what we're going to see a double or nothing um yeah so that, that was a great poem uh the next match we saw after that was eddie kingston and john moxley i love watching them walk out together it makes my my heart beat a little faster uh versus private party and we had jericho and william regal on commentary um do you think of that match connor what'd you think it was a good match. I'm glad it wasn't a squash match because Private Party actually got some offense. And, yeah, I'm happy about that too. They're they're a great tag team. And this was the first time that uh, Moxley and Kingston teamed up for a couple months. They haven't teamed up in a while. I love it. Because uh, Moxley's been in uh, his own group and Kingston's been with 
Centeno Ortiz, but mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a very good match. Glad it wasn't a squash match or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I felt the same. I think Jericho and Regal are always interesting on commentary. I like Jericho better left alone on Rampage. He sounded kind of unhinged last night, which I guess is kind of the whole point of his whole wizard thing, whatever that is. What, I don't know what he was wearing. Oh, oh the pants, the pants. <laughs> yeah, those I were not, a choice look, was made with those. I don't know. When did that match was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston? We saw Mox with a paradigm shift and Eddie with a, a dragon sleeper hold on. Uh, of course, the match had to end with a bit of chaos in the ring. We saw the, the Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society down, uh, followed by the Blackpool Combat Club and I believe Santana Ortiz. It's just oh, like I do want to say one thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. During the match, who was it? Eddie Kingston went under the ring and, and grabbed the table. It wasn't even used in the whole entire match. <laughs> Pointless and, table positioning? Yeah, he took out the table from under the ring and then just laid it there and it never got used. Well, I think that segues us into uh, the following match, which was the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, where that table did, in fact, end up getting yeah. used. Uh, we saw FTR, who are also the AAA champions, uh, versus... Rapongi Vice, which was a team of Tremperetta and Rocky Romero. Um, you know, I, I thought that match could use more time. Uh, it's obviously building to something bigger, um, which looks to me, I think, you know, at the, the match ended with interference from, oh, look at these notes, the United Empire. I, I know, you know. Uh, Jeff Cobb. He was an AW. Yes. One match, but. I was not familiar with this team at all. So I had to go ask all of my other wrestling friends, like I'm like, texting me. I'm like, who are these guys? Uh, so the team, the United Empire is a team of Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan, who are from New Japan for wrestling. So I'm gathering that this whole kerfuffle at the end is building towards something perhaps at Forbidden Door coming yeah, up in June. I, that's what I'm thinking. Which is probably why the match was so short. I am still on a little rampage of my own that FTR is not included at double or nothing in that yeah. three-way tag team title match. Overall, it was a good match for what it was. It was short um, and hope I'm hoping we see more of FTR in the future. Um, hopefully a big match at Forbidden Door since they're not getting a whole lot of shine coming up at double or nothing. Boo-hoo, sad face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match, this one I was really, really looking forward to. And, um, was Ricky Starks versus Swerve versus Jungle Boy? Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, it's hard to pick between Sean Spears and Wardlow in this match. Like this match was an amazing match. I rank this match as my number two match. Um, yeah. It was very very close. It was so close. I I had been looking forward to this match all week. You know, I think anybody who watches the show knows my um, very high regard for Ricky Starks. I love Ricky Starks. I think he's going to be the next Rock. I think he's full of charisma. And he's got whatever that it factor is. Um, Swerve's not far behind him in the it factor. And I think Jungle Boy, uh, I think I think he wrestled well. I said it was a great match, high intensity. Um, I think Swerve and Ricky Starks were really highlighted the most in this match in their abilities. Um, you know, they, it was just all quick reactions. It looked great. Um, Jungle Boy looked good. But a lot of his usual moves in his skill set, I think, uh, like kind of, I don't want to say failed, but (laughs) were intercepted. Um, And that was highlighted in this match a lot. And I think that's a part of this whole build to leading into Double or Nothing. 
I think it's going to be a part of the tag titles dropping eventually at Double or Nothing. And it's building into this whole Angry Dad Bites Christian and where that whole thing falls apart. That is a part of my my predictions that I mentioned at our Double or Nothing prediction show on Monday. Um, yeah, the winner was Swerve. Uh, I was I was I don't think I was surprised. I knew it was either going to be Swerve or Ricky Starks. Swerve came in with Swerve Stomp off the top rope to Ricky Starks. Um, Followed by Keith Lee, Luchasaurus, Hobbs. All they all came to the ring. That's a match I want to see. I hope <laughs> I want to see that at some point. Like, give us that match too. Keith Lee. Since they did a triple threat with these three, well, tomorrow Rampage is live, so maybe have that match. Yeah, uh, I don't see it on the card, but I don't think it would hurt to throw it in there. There's not a whole lot on the Rampage card, so I think it would be a great addition. Um, Keith Lee also flew over that top rope, like yes, like just. Like a magnificently <laughs> yeah. there was also this great little clip i saw on um twitter of ricky starks uh reacting to a fan who said he missed on one of his jumps and it was oh. yeah i just <laughs> like it wasn't polite by any means but i'm still just like so shocked at how quick he just like had this like retort in his back pocket like who comes up i would just like stutter at somebody and he is yeah. he's something. Ricky Starks is something. He's got he's got some factor in there. But yeah, no, that was an excellent match. I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, uh, nine out of ten as well. Uh on board did not have his usual uh, run in this match. I feel like he uh, it like I feel like the match was mainly about Shane. Well, of course, Jungle Boy was in the match, but I feel like the main focus was Ricky Starks and Shane Swerve. Uh, mm-hmm. But now since Shane Swerve wins, kind of, normally during a pay-per-view week, if the other person wins, they don't want the pay-per-view. So yeah. I prefer it be Hobbs and Ricky Starks, but I don't know anything can happen. Maybe they'll actually win uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. But, but it should be an overall very great tag match at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I think it's going to be excellent either way. Um. I don't typically include promos, but I did include the promos from the champions. Uh, after that, we heard from Thunder Rosa. I thought it was decent. I thought it was a good promo from Thunder Rosa. I thought she sounded good. Um, I thought she had a really great crowd reaction. I liked that she came out with none of her makeup on. Yes, that was different. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. Um it was just the content of her promo that didn't um, that fell flat for me because I think Serena Deeb came out with that really hard hitting promo about the things that she went through in WWE and like the sacrifices that she made. And then Thunder Rosa came out and said, well, maybe you should just blame yourself. And that fell flat, I think for me. I feel like but, maybe a face to face promo, like, hey, like, uh, when CM Punk, yeah, yeah, I thought that might have been more effective, but I think when Thunder Rosa came out and just said, like, oh, maybe you should blame yourself for getting breast implants and, you know, your cosmetic changes, yeah. it didn't sit entirely right, but I thought um, her delivery, like, she excelled where, where Deeb didn't. It was her delivery, her um, charisma, all of that came off really well. So it's interesting to see, like, where Thunder Rosa excelled where, where Deeb didn't and, and vice versa. 
the content wasn't quite there where the uh, delivery was. But all in all, I thought it was a good promo and I was glad that they brought her out to do it. Weird how they started her music before she wasn't done. Yeah. Like it was the Oscars. <laughs> I was sitting there like, what the hell? Like, I know you're short for time, but you're going to cut off like the world champion, the women's world champion. Never promo. You couldn't, you couldn't cut some time anywhere else. That's yeah. really where you chose to do it. I thought it was really strange and almost kind of disrespectful to Thunder Rosa, but I don't run the show and I don't do anything in production. And the last production I was in was Into the Woods in high school when I was 14. So that's where yeah. my critique of production ends. <laughs> uh, so after that, it went to our co-main event. And I think this was my the most controversial win of the night. It was the Owen Hart Foundation semifinal, Britt Baker, DMD versus Tony Storm. And um, yeah, what'd you think of that one, Connor? I'll let you start. Oh, I thought it was a very, very good match. Um, Tony Storm was a very great wrestler. Uh, of course, when she went to the main roster, it kind of ruined her reputation a little bit. With the, If you guys know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, but... Uh, She's a very good wrestler from NXT. Uh, I feel like in AEW, she's showcasing herself more than what she did there. Uh, but this match was a very great match. Uh, of course, some people I've seen a lot of criticism of who won the match. Uh, but I kind of, pre- they've been doing the uh, still feuding with Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. So I feel like the finals is going to be Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. Uh, and this time, Ruby Soho actually winning this time, but um, I feel like it was a good match. I give it an 8 out of 10. So, I went into watching this match with really high expectations after seeing uh, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter was a really, really great match. We saw Chris Statlander. Um, oh gosh, who did she fight the week before? Uh, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, yeah. No, that was an excellent match. I mean, there was just so many really high-intensity very um, fast-paced matches, I think, in this Owen Hart final. And, and seeing Jade a lot with uh, the baddies. Oh, no, no, no. It was Chris Statlander and Red Velvet, and that was a really yeah. fast-paced, high-intensity high intensity match that I think Tony Storm and Britt Baker fell a little flat for me. Um, a lot of the fighting took place outside of the ring. Um, it was a lot of jumping in and out, stopping the count. It didn't move very fluidly or quickly, I think. Um, and I don't know, it might've been an off night, but I think I, maybe my expectations were too high, but it just didn't hit the mark for me. Um, and, but I was not shocked by Britt Baker's win. Like I have been saying since the beginning of the tournament that I think it's going to be Britt Baker and Ruby Soho at the end. And I think Ruby Soho is going to win over Britt. And even if Chris Statlander goes to the end, which I don't think she will, because I think they're lining her up to fight, you know, start a thing with Jade for the TBS championship. Even if Chris Statlander wins, I think in any case, Britt Baker was meant to go on, go to the end. So either one can get that win over her. I think she's meant to be at the end to put over whoever's going to win, because if you're going to, if you're going to win the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, you got to win over Britt Baker. You know, she has like this legacy in the company at this point and with the fans and with everybody that I think you got to get that win over her. 
So I'm not surprised that she won, but the Twitter reaction and the reaction from everybody yeah. was just like Tony Storm should have won. And it's like, you know, I think I think there's other things for Tony Storm ahead. You know, I'm not super upset that she lost. I think there's, there's a lot a, of great matches ahead and in, in, in store for her. Well, this might go towards the rumor mill, but there's another reason why Chris Stetlander won't advance. Well, but you Without, saved that for the rumor mill because I only have literally yeah. one rumor for our rumor mill yeah. tonight. I don't have a lot. Yeah, I'm not, not going to say it now, but I'll save it for yeah. save it, save it for later. <laughs> I'm really low on rumors tonight, um, which I guess is good because rumors can sometimes be nasty. Um, yeah. So Britt Baker will go on to face a double or nothing. The winner of tomorrow night's match. Uh, and that's going to be Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, which I think will be a very good match. And so that brings us to the last match of the night. It was the other co-main event. It was the Owen Hart Foundation semifinal, Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. And that was a, that was a match. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, interestingly, it was um, revealed, signed a five-year contract with AEW. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he and said that's, that. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I'll be with them till 2026. 20, Damn. But he's not going anywhere. After, after that, I don't feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that match started. It, it looked to me like it started pretty technical. Like Kyle O'Reilly was going in looking to try to take down. It, it was strike heavy. Uh, almost looked like it started like an MMA match. Like. But it was that was a brutal that was a brutal match. It was hard hitting, and those chops from Samoa Joe look like they will send your soul from your body, man. Um, you know, there was a point where I thought Kyle O'Reilly might take Samoa Joe down by submission, you know, but Samoa Joe's a big man. Like he yeah. just kicked the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, when he does those uh, running sentons, where like he just pounds. Like, you know, the move where, like, you're running and you just pounce on the Yeah, guy. yeah, just. Those are, like, especially from Samoa Joe, like, like those are going to hurt. Yeah, no, I don't doubt that both of them came out of that match feeling pretty knocked around. Um, you know, that match ended with, uh, you know, they were both in this hold, and you could tell, and Kyle O'Reilly was going for that bad wrist of Samoa Joe. He had this hold, but Samoa Joe just locked in that sleeper hold and Kyle O'Reilly was out for the count. So we will see Samoa Joe moving on to the finals to face Adam Cole at double or nothing. And we got a sneak peek of Adam Cole. He came out um, just to stare down Samoa Joe at the end. And that was, I think the perfect way to end dynamite moving in to double or nothing for Sunday. I thought it was an excellent show. I thought it was a great way to lead into the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, no, I'd give I'd give the whole show, I'd give it a nine out of ten. I thought it was a great, yeah. great dynamite. Yeah, it was a very good go home episode. Well, technically, the mm -hmm. go home episode is rampage, but for for dynamite, I was a very good go home. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I my number one match, I am giving to Ward uh, Wardlow and Sean Spears. Same. That's followed closely by Ricky Starks. Yeah, it's Swerve and Jungle Boy, and mostly like mostly Ricky Starks in that match, but also Swerve. And like Jungle Boy a little bit too. Yeah, I'm, it's kind of, it's hard between those two matches. It is, it is, it is hard. And I do like to end 
our review portion by saying that while um, we do like to review Dynamite, we are not professional wrestlers and all of our <laughs> reviews are in good fun. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, understand that the wrestlers at AEW put their bodies on the line for our entertainment, and um, yeah, they are sometimes silly, sometimes serious. But we do all of our reviews with much love and respect in our hearts for professional wrestling. All right, so we have a rampage card. There's not a lot on it that 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 yeah. I saw that was posted. We have Matt Seidel versus versus Brian Danielson. And for matches, it's just that and the last Owen Hart, ugh, Owen Hart Foundation semifinal match, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Oh, I think the, the Young Bucks are in action. Yep, I have Young Bucks in action. And then... There's three God matches. Help, God help me, Scorpio Sky receives a new TNT title. Yeah, basically like a segment. I'm pretty sure there'll at least one more match. I'm pretty sure if something will happen with Sammy Guevara, and I really just don't care I, anymore. I'm just hoping after Double or Nothing, that's the end to start out fresh. Because normally after pay reviews, I start out fresh with Summer. They need to. They need to do something with this TNT title that does not involve Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and maybe not even Scorpio Sky, because I'm just like over it. I just give it to somebody else. Give it to Takeshita. Let him have it for a little while. Some have it while he's here for a year. He's great. Somebody. Malachi Black. I think, Black. I think Scorpio Sky could do go with the title. It's just he needs to go on to someone else. Face against some other people. Anyone. I mean, if I was booking it, I would have probably had Scorpio Sky go up against Ethan Page. Because like they had that where Scorpio Sky was wanted to be a fighting champion. Then he just ends up betraying Frankie Rosario. He's oh. fighting Sammy Guevara. That's all he's doing. He fought Frankie Kazaria once and then and then just Sammy over and over. And I'm just like entirely over it. Like I would have loved to see Ethan Page and Scorpio and Ethan Page become the new champion. That would have been a whole lot better than Sammy. Ethan and, Page is great. He's like the only yeah. entertaining part of any of this whole story with yeah. Scorpio Sky. And I'm sorry. And I, I just I love Scorpio. I mean, uh like I love Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti, but it's this is just not working. It's time no. to end this. No, I don't. I don't like what Sammy and Ty Conti are doing, and I think Scorpio Sky is kind of boring, and I don't like Dan Lambert's voice. Oh yeah. Ethan Page is like the only exciting part of it. He's great. I think he's hilarious. I love when he starts screaming. He's the only entertaining screamer that I've heard. But there's literally so much roster and so much good talent. Like just anybody, and just oh. In any case, I'm just trying to talk to Stall because I literally have one rumor for our rumor mill, our <laughs> rumor roundup, um, and these aren't like verified anything. It's this one I just got from our group chat earlier, <laughs> and all I have is that there's a possibility of Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen at Double or Nothing, which I think would be great because the, just thinking about Double or Nothing with no Darby Allen or Sting is like that's yeah. wild. Well, like, Sting actually won't be at Double or Nothing. He, he, uh, plus when he was on there, he got injured, like legit injured. No, and, uh, he was scheduled for a main greatness that he's not around. The I didn't even know stuff. this. Like, how, what did he injure? What happened? I don't know. It was something with the young bucks. Um, uh, like during that, oh, thing, that whole scuffle at the end. I don't know what move it was, but somewhere in that brawl, he legit got hurt and he's, oh. he's, he's not able to travel. 
Oh gosh. Well, our thoughts and but when he comes back, just pay well, the young bucks. <laughs> go out to Sting and to Anthony Bowens, who had Sting major and Darby. surgery. Sting and Darby versus Young Bucks would be good. Yeah. I no no. Sting shouldn't wrestle. He needs to like relax somewhere with his feet up in a recliner. Oh, makes me nervous. He deserves lots of relaxed time. Um. Yeah. I, what was your rumor? What, what rumor did you oh, have that we postponed uh, to the end? It involves both of the women's and men's Owen Hart tournament. Uh, previously, AEW released a new Owen Hart T-shirt. Uh, well, like they had one at King of Hearts. Now they have the tournament one, mm. and it has Owen Hart in it. And in the background, there's a title. So, I'm thinking that, and Tony Cut even said there's going to be more titles in AEW. So I'm predicting that the winners of the men's and women's Owen Hart tournament will both receive a new championship. A Owen, an Owen Hart themed championship. So this is a, a prediction that there will be well, some sort of championship? Tony, well, t- well, Tony Khan said there was new titles going to be announced at Double or Nothing. So, I really think there should be a women's tag. Yeah, he even... Uh, I think there was hinting towards that as well. It's just kind of funny how the, the shirt has a championship in the back. Well, I will use my phrase that I've banned myself from using. It should be interesting to see where this goes. There's. Oh, oh what'd you get? I, I think there's got. I think there's going to be at least two titles introduced because even Tony Khan said. Today, nothing, you think? Yeah, because Tony Khan said today on the post media scrum that there will be title new titles presented at Double or Nothing. Dude, that's super exciting. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for yeah. Double or Nothing. And it's a long weekend, too, so I have Monday off. Like, I'm just super pumped. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's 8.30. That's our half an hour. Oh, join us tomorrow night for Rampage, our uh, live reaction. We'll be back here at the start of Rampage. Give us a like or subscribe or whatever it is you say on YouTube for people to follow us. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's all we got this week. Connor and I will be back tomorrow night for Rampage. Is it a special start time? Uh, 5.30 my time. It'll be 6.30. 6.30 my time. I lied. I won't be here for tomorrow's Rampage because I'll probably still be at work. But somebody will be back on the podcast tomorrow for Rampage. Um, and, yeah, thanks for joining us and listening to our reviews. We'll be back. And that's all we got. Bye.